Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hey, I'm Ann. And I'm Kendra. And you are listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio, and we are so glad to have you. Um, You can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, and we have this awesome community that's starting to form Mm -hmm. and just have encouragements and prayers. You can also email your prayer requests to us. We love those of you that have reached out to us. Our email address is hannahsheart at afa.net. That's Hannah like it's spelled in the Bible, hannahsheart at afa.net. That's right. So we have a super sweet couple on today that I've known for a long time, since I was in junior high, I think. Um, And so they're coming on to share their story. Um, It's so encouraging to me just watching the Lord, how have y'all listened to the Lord. It's calling on y'all's life Mm -hmm. that you've known that you want to do for a long time, and now you're in the process. So um, before I give any of it away, I just wanted to introduce um, Jessica and Spencer Gray. Thank y'all for being on today. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. We've talked about this for a while now. So yes. that y'all are actually here. I'm excited for y'all to be here. Um, if y'all would, just to get the show started, just tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe how you met and all that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do it? <laughs> sure. Um, so we... Uh, uh, we both attended the orchard for a long time, but did not know and each that's other. That's a church here in Tupelo. Yes, yes the orchard Tupelo in uh, in Mississippi, and um, we uh, had a lot of mutual friends. And are actually, um, I saw him on Facebook uh, in a picture <laughs> with mutual friends, and okay. I thought he was really cute. cute. Um, his name was Spencer, and I'm like, that's an old, <laughs> that's you know, kind of cool. an old timey name. <laughs> yeah. And then it was kind of that awkward moment. One day, I walked into Cafe Two Twelve in downtown Tupelo, uh-huh. and he was sitting in a booth there, and it was like. I've totally like looked at this person, <laughs> um, and so we had mutual friends there, and so just kind of through that, through some church activities, um, we became friends. Uh, yeah. We were friends for about a year, um, and then uh, we started dating, and then we dated for about a year and a half. And um, um, May will make ten years that we have been married. Okay, so, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> shout well, out to Cafe Two Twelve. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Well, I'm so excited for the topic that you guys are talking about yeah. today because it's something we have not had yet well, we have on not. this program. We've talked about adoption. We've talked about infertility. We've talked about miscarriage. But we haven't specifically focused on overseas adoption. Mm-hmm. And you guys are here to inform our listeners of this awesome journey that God's doing in your life. Right. They are currently walking through. Um, okay. So first off, like, when did y'all decide you wanted kids? simple question but well for the first several years of our marriage we kind of just you know enjoyed being married and did a lot of traveling and then probably probably about three or four years ago we kind of made the decision that we wanted to start having trying to have kids and then we tried for about two years and then after that we um kind of were diagnosed with something called unexplained infertility which 
there's really not a specific reason why you that's an get, aggravating diagnosis yeah. yeah. isn't so it there wasn't one specific thing that was like well you know that we could point oh. to that wasn't allowing us to get pregnant and so mm-hmm. at that point on we had always you know from the from the time that we had got married we had always you know knew we were going to adopt and so um at that point we just kind of jumped you know head first into the adoption process and so so what you said you'd known that you'd wanted to adopt from early on. Yeah, so um, growing up growing up I was adopted when I was a little boy and so mm. or a little child and so my um my parents did foster care for you know many many years and so my parents um had four and they adopted nine so I'm I'm wow. one of yeah, <laughs> so I'm one of 13 kids. That is so, nuts. Uh, he's number eleven uh, in the in the family lineup. Wow! And so, okay. and they they range in age. Um, uh, I don't want to give away the oldest sister's age, but probably <laughs> I mean a span of about forty years is, yeah. is about the age range. Wow! That's um, awesome. But his parents are uh, were incredible. Uh, well, they are incredible people and did foster care for about forty years. Mm-hmm. So, wow. wow! As someone who is involved in foster care right now, <laughs> I cannot imagine. Yeah, that's so much. Yes. But the, I mean, like, look at how God blessed their family yes. through it. That is crazy. His mom thinks that they had probably around 150 children in their house. Oh like, my word! Over, I didn't even think about years. that. Yeah. So, so when y'all were dating, did you come to her and be like, "So you want 12 kids, 13?" <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, we probably had more of a singular number. <laughs> Lower digits. Uh, okay. Yeah, we weren't we weren't in the double digits. Okay. And so gotcha. we we probably talked about you know probably anywhere from two to three. Yeah. And so it, it's really kind of cool because I'd always had a heart for adoption mm-hmm. um, even before I met him. Um, I was a school teacher for a long time and. Uh, I met, I had a family of um, that had adopted five boys from the Ukraine, oh. and just kind of learned about international adoption. And then our best friends, um, Anna and Russ Palsgrove, they adopted from Ethiopia, mm. and we kind of walked through that with them while we were dating. And so we just knew that it was something that we we knew we were going to do. Um, and but I, we really, he was local, so like he was born in Tupelo, and so he knew that he kind of felt called to um, a local child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I. You know, I didn't really know. I, I had been exposed to international. Um, and then some some of the things for us about having a baby, um, we are surrogate aunts and uncles to lots of children. Yes. All of our friends have children. <laughs> um, and so that always just kind of fulfilled us. And uh, we just really enjoyed life together. But we knew at some point that would happen. Um, I actually approached 40. And so I, there was kind of a um, just a biological part where I was like, hey, <laughs> if we're going to do this, we, we probably uh, need to start trying. Um, but going into it, because of my age, um, we we knew that it may not happen. And I'd, I I struggle in the way of like, yes, we were diagnosed with that because um, we did try for about two years. And, and so my doctor was just, um, who's awesome, was like, let's just, let's just do a few tests. We knew we didn't want to do anything further. Mm-hmm. Um, with um, IVF or anything like that. If I was younger, maybe, but but because of my age, um, we just we knew adoption would be the next yeah. part for us. Um, and so, yes, we had infertility, um, but it I did not suffer. I think the way that I know a lot of women have. I've had friends that have that have really suffered with that longing, because I think I just kind of felt the release of I am I was in you know forty two or yeah. forty one by the by the time we kind of made the step to to go towards adoption and um, we knew that was our next step. So yeah. that that was just kind of an easy of like we kind of set a goal through twenty twenty, and then we kind of met that goal and then we were like all right like let's 
let's jump in head first. Gotcha. So. Yeah. God had primed so your heart. Yeah, yes, sure. most definitely. Yeah, so kind of like one door closed and another one opened. Mm. And so it was kind of closing one chapter and, you know, starting another one. Yeah, yeah. where you almost just felt at peace. Like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it's time to start the yes. adoption process. Yes, and as we, um, there is kind of, it, it the, the way we got to, um, we're, we are adopting from South Korea. Is it okay to start going into that? Yes, please. Um, so kind of part of our story is in April of 2020, uh, the world is shut down. Yeah. <laughs> um, Spencer was furloughed um, at the time with his job, and um, I was working from home. Um, and I'm a... Uh, called I'm, I'm a noonday ambassador um i work for uh, it's like a little side gig i have it's a fair trade jewelry company hmm. and um we help artists women artisans all over the world um i had attended our conference the year before and i had met this girl who um actually was from vicksburg and we sat next to each other at dinner and they have an adopted child from china hmm. and so she went through holt international um hmm. So April 2020, Spencer's out on a walk with our neighbor, and uh, my noonday friend shares this post from Holt International, and I see this little boy with mm. these chubby cheeks, and mm. I click on it. Those pictures, uh, man, they yes. suck you in. <laughs> <laughs> and um, our best friends, um, who were our neighbors at the time, um, they have a little girl named Sutton. Mm. Well, when the agencies, they give them an American name so you can refer to them. So this little boy's name was Sutton. So I clicked on it, and I was like, oh my gosh, his name is Sutton and I was like he is so cute so I screenshot it I texted to Spencer and I said hey could we have this baby and (laughs) he came home from his walk and he was like what you do like why are you texting me that and I was like I don't know like there's just something about this little boy can I just ask about him and he was like sure so I contacted the agency the next day and found out he was in South Korea Um, he was about 18 months I think at the time and uh so we, like, I come home, and, like, they had said to us, too, like, hey, if um, you were to get pregnant, that would cancel your adoption. Oh, For wow. Korea, oh, you wow. have to have a one-year-old in your home. So, uh, oh, so if the baby's less than one, you mm-hmm. can't? You cannot adopt from Korea. Wow. Yeah. okay. So we spent a couple days and just kind of talked about it, and um, Korea is actually one of the most expensive to, oh. to adopt from as well. And, and a lot um, of that stems from their level of care. Yes. And so okay. they're... Um, a lot of the children are in foster homes versus an orphanage. Um, mm. They go to regular wellness checkups where okay. they um, get to, you know, see a doctor. Um, mm. There, if any of them need any type of um, physical or sensory therapy, they're given that as well. Okay. So does that is that actually you? If you're in this process, like mm-hmm. you are. Are you paying for that? Is that why it's more expensive? Yes. Okay. Yes. Like we. Yes. We. You begin payments now. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, not and not until you're matched. You basically gotcha. do a gotcha. you do a, a big thing when you're matched. Um, gotcha. yeah, we're getting ahead of you. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. we're excited. Um, but we just kind of talked about it, and and Spencer just kind of was at a place of number one. We had no idea what was happening with the world. Yeah. Um. He he had a job, but he was furloughed, yeah. and and he just um. He just kind of looked at me and he said, hey, he's very goal-oriented. He's a marathon runner. He's very goal-oriented. <laughs> wow. And he said, we gave ourselves through 2020 to have a baby. I'm not ready for that yet. Um, the cost really, really scares me because mm-hmm. of I have no idea if I'm going to have a job. We don't know what's happening with the right. world. 
And so I, I was sad, but I, you obviously can't do something like that um, without your partner. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just kind of tabled it. And um, uh, as time went on, uh, you know, nothing was happening. And about, I don't know, every three or four months, I would kind of check the website and see if <laughs> Sutton was still on there. And he was. And I would tell Spencer. Um, and I would be like, hey, like, he's still there. I need you to know that's still there. And he was like, okay. He's like, but I'm not ready yet. And I'm like, that's totally fine. Yeah. And then um, I, I kind of like in October of that year, I kind of said something again. He's like, hey, 2020 is not over yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> and um, and then at the end of 2020, in, in November, December is when we did testing mm-hmm. um, just to kind of see if there was something, if there was something further we wanted to do. And um, that's when our doctor just was like, hey, I don't, you know, it's probably your age, um, but I, you're going to have to probably do some, some, further, some further extra things if right. you want to physically have a baby and it was late one night um and i had checked the website again they had updated his picture so the next day it was on a thursday (laughs) right before christmas and i um i came home and i was like hey i need you to see his picture and and then spencer was like all right it's time (laughs) like let's let's do it yeah so we filled out the application um we had a doctor review his file uh just to you know just to know so we could know more things and and uh on december 31st of 2020 we said yes to adoption um and so we jumped in head first um New Beginnings did our home study. And um, so our heart this whole time was like, we're getting this little boy. Like, this yeah. is our son. Um, this is this is it. I remember you showed me a picture of him in the grocery store. Yes, yes. Like, I, I just, like, um, my prayer was just very much of like, Lord, this is what it's going to be. And this is what I want. Um, and we... Um, we jumped in. We, we moved very fast yeah. uh, with our home study. I think we got, you have to do four home visits through your home study, and I think we got them done within like two months. months. Yes. Oh, so, wow. I mean, wow. And it usually takes people anywhere from. When you're ready, huh? Yeah, it yes. usually takes anybody, you know, three to four or five months. Yeah. And so, um, and then our, our social worker, her name is Anise Simmons. Um, she is fantastic and the most precious godly woman. Um, and just was very much in it for us. Um, and then you want to tell your cool, cool part about Anise? Yeah. So, um, kind of our first home study visit with Anise, she walks in and she kind of turns around and she was like, she made the comment of, Hey, I know who you are. And so, um, kind of, you know, me going through a, the, um, foster care, you know, I was, um, I was placed with my, uh, family very, at a very young age, but at some point, uh, she believes that I, my name and folder and file came across her desk. And so, so um, crazy. plus that, you know, when we filled out the adoption papers, we had to list all of my siblings and so the um the three pages of names of siblings and um kind of gave it away and so she had um actually worked with my parents on several occasions um in her prior she before she worked at new beginnings she worked for the dhs system and so she had she knew who my parents were and Mm -hmm. kind of um um knew their you know character and reputation and so so that was just an immediate connection. Yeah, like we immediately, and mm-hmm. you know, you're exposing your whole life in your home mm-hmm. study. And so to have, just to already have that comfort, um, we, that was just one more way that we knew God was showing us. Yeah. This was, this was the direction that we were going. Um, South Korea is very, um, uh, mental health is very important. We had to do a psychological evaluation, um, 
We've had every medical test you could ever have. Um, you have to weigh a certain thing. You have to have a certain BMI. Um, they're wow. they're very really yeah. They yes. have. <laughs> and a lot of it's for you know they want to make sure that your you're longevity yeah, yeah that your longevity of life is there. Okay. And so wow. they um, and so they they do make you go through a lot of tests and a lot wow. of. You know, I would have never thought about mm-hmm. that, but that makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we. Um, so we're like moving forward, and um, and then we kind of just got uh, halted because we had to wait on our our psychological evaluation. We found um, Dr. Brian Thomas in Tupelo was awesome. His office was was awesome, um, but we had to wait and. In this waiting period, we knew that there was a chance because our home study was not finished that Sutton could be adopted. Oh. And um, but I I like. I was like, oh, that's, you know, we're going to be fine. Um, and then on April 23rd, uh, almost a year, um, mm. we it was a late Friday night, and I actually opened my email to do something for work, and we had an email from the agency that he had been matched. Mm, and gosh. I looked at Spencer, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, he's not ours. Mm. Um Jessica, that's hard. It it was it was it was lost. Like it definitely was. You know, we had watched videos, we had heard of sounds, and we're, there were so many things that like. But he got us there. Like he got us. Like it's because of him. His name is Sutton. That's our best friend's daughter's name. Um, and and all the steps you'd been taking were mm. motivation. Yes. for him. Yes. So um, we just. Um, we we mourned that, mm-hmm. and um, but we we also trusted and we knew that God that He wasn't supposed to be ours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we took the whole month of May off mm-hmm. and did nothing for adoption. Um, we still we we did do our psych eval. Um, we did all that, but we we just didn't really progress. Um, Anise, our social worker, was just very instrumental. Um, we talked about do we go to, to domestic? We just didn't know. And um, and then we June. I think Spencer mm-hmm. sat me down. He was like, "All right." We got we, it's time to move, <laughs> and so we got everything turned in um, in in mm-hmm. June, and then we got officially approved um, in in July, the second week of July on a Wednesday uh, that we were we were in the program. We 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 felt like Sutton got us to Korea, yeah. mm-hmm. so we felt called to that. Um, it's crazy how the Lord uses that. Yes. And you know that y'all. I know y'all were praying for Sutton the whole time. You know, like. Yes. I just think that's neat, even though it, it is a hurt. Yes, He brought you to who you're adopting now yes. into Korea. And so we got approved on a Wednesday, and then um, every two weeks we get an email from um, our agency about children. Um, they have a they have what's called a— Waiting child list. Yes, okay. and it's with children with slight to severe special needs. Um, and one exactly one week after we got approved, we're sitting around our table, and we get our email, and of course I'm like, you know, searching, and this little girl pops up. And, and we, they pick you, correct? That you don't get to pick the child from the list. You're, so how does that work? Once you show that you're interested, so they have a waiting child list, and if you if you contact them and let them know that you're interested in a child on that list, um, at that point you begin the process of going to committee. I see. And so committee okay. is basically, and so just because, and they tell you just because you're interested in a child, so their overall goal is to do what's in the best interest of that child. Mm. And so you may be the only family going to committee for a child and may not get matched. Mm. Oh, wow. And so because, you know, they part of the process is, is they look at where you live. They look at, you know, your, your relative location to, you know, if you have to get to a children's hospital mm. or something like that, you know, uh, your community that you live in. And so... Um, but part of that process is, is, you know, you go to committee and then at that point, if you're matched, then you begin, you know. What is that like emotionally to feel like there is some <laughs> committee you've never met judging mm. whether or not you're worthy of 
being well, a parent. In this case, it was very <laughs> emotional because there were five families going to committee for this little girl. Oh, and so um, there was a little girl that we had seen on the waiting child list. And, you know, we immediately were like, hey, we want to pursue this little girl. And so, um, and at that point, we went to committee. Um, and later on, I guess, kind of after the fact, we found out there were five families mm-hmm. that went, had gone to wow. committee for. Now, um, how do you go to committee? So it's basically, it's a panel. And they have, um, if, if I'm remembering correctly, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's a, there's like a, there's like two or three social workers. Um, there's our caseworker. Um, and right before we went to committee, we did a Zoom call with our caseworker, and she kind of, you know, she was basically our advocate. And mm-hmm. so what she does is she, I mean, we probably did a two-hour uh-huh. Zoom call with her, uh-huh. and she was like, I mean, she asked us a bunch of tough questions of, you know, and it was, you know, and at the last question, it was finally, you know, hey, you know, why you and, you know, why your family? Mm-hmm. And so she was basically our advocate. So she was in there. I think there were a couple um um, there's someone that represents the child. Yes, and then our social worker here. Yeah. She was also on the Zoom okay. call. Okay. Um, and so they they go to committee, and um, I think at that point they had um, they had kind of gone through lunch, and they had narrowed it down to us and one other family. Mm. And um, so, and then they were like, well, let's kind of do some other things and then we'll come back to this family. And so they came back that afternoon and <clears throat> made the decision between us and one other family to allow us to move mm. forward. Wow. You know, that's so helpful to keep in mind that even though it feels like men and women on a committee are making this decision, mm-hmm. um, God controls the hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if he can change Pharaoh's heart to harden it or soften it, however it's needed, he can um, work in the heart of committee members to provide a home for a, a child in, in his, his right, graciousness. the world. And it's yes. not an easy decision. I, 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 you know, we, you know, we were super excited, but we also felt sad for the other families mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not a it's not an easy process for to have a committee that has to turn down a family who wants mm. to pursue an adoption of an international child. And, and, so, and you don't have to do any of that when it's biological. You don't have to prove yeah. anything, right. Right. Exactly. you know? So there's this extra load that parents that adopt overseas maybe have to take on. Yeah, you don't have to do any of the training, <laughs> any of the psychological. We're very trained. <laughs> I mean, you have to do training on the, you know, Maybe they the should culture. do some psychological yeah. exams for some so parents. There's, there's a ton of training that you go through of, you know, the culture in mm-hmm. South Korea, the... Um, a lot of, uh, you know, how to deal with different types of, you know, To help prepare responses. you for the adjustments yeah, of them coming. the adjustments. And so... Our, um, I, I think we learned a lot from Sutton in the way that we pursued that. And then, I don't know, when we... Um, we got into this next... Uh, we're calling her Evelyn. Her name is Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when we began to look at names, I was like, well, you have to start in the 1940s because that's, that's what I like. <laughs> um, and Spencer was like, I love Evelyn. And then we her the meaning of the name is child wished for. Oh, and we didn't know that. Yeah. We picked it. it. Um, but as we began to pray for Evelyn in that process of waiting of if we were going to be matched, um, our prayer really just became, God, your will. Mm-hmm. And it what he already he already knew what we wanted, mm-hmm. um, and and I don't think it's wrong to ever to ever be um, direct uh, because he he That's made right. us and he knows that. But our prayer just became very different in this setting in the way of like God, just your will, your yeah. your will for that baby, and that and you know who we are, what we want in our home, 
And if not us, then there is another child. And that was part of it, too, of I knew we would feel the loss of her if we didn't get matched with her. But we knew, regardless, we were coming home with a child. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we just we just truly, like, we just really surrendered. Um, I didn't, uh, I was up, I, I have not slept a whole lot in this process. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was up really early that morning of match day. It was November 3rd. And um, there was, it was, I wish I had in front of me, I don't, but it was in Psalms and God just really took me there. And it's just kind of the verse that we, um, that we pray over her, but it, it just, it was just in the way, um, of like, God is going to fight for his mm, children right. and he's fighting for us too. Yeah. And so, um, that whole day, I've never felt the presence of the Holy Spirit in the way that I felt it that day. Um, I have, I have the gift of discernment and I know everything about everybody else, but that day I had absolutely no idea what was going to happen. And, um, but I, um, I work with really incredible people who, who just have really walked along that with us. And, um, we just, at 11 o'clock we knew the committee was meeting and we just really prayed in our prayer room at our church. And, um, but I still like, I had no inkling. Like God gave me wow. no, like, Hey, this is going to happen. Right. Um, right. and then at, uh, we kind of both came home early from work that day. And at four forty six, um, we got the phone call that, um, and you could, you could feel the <laughs> weight and the heaviness. Um, we had talked to our social worker and we knew it had been a hard decision, but they, mm-hmm. um, they told us they were, that we got Amen. to be her parents. And yeah. so awesome. no matter the obstacle, awesome. God yes. can clear obstacles. Well, we're going to have to wrap up in just a second sure. here, but, um, would you mind Spencer praying for couples that are listening that, um, they have a lot of obstacles coming up. Um, and maybe God is calling them to adopt a child to help them, um, feel more comfortable. Sure. Absolutely. Father God, we thank you for um, just this process. Um, Father, we pray for um, any other families that are uh, thinking, uh, contemplating on whether or not they want to pursue this process. Um, Father, we pray that you be with them through um, the fun times and also the difficult times of um, having to wait, um, having to be patient, and having to um, just kind of be still. Um, Father, we thank you for allowing us to come today to talk about this process. Um, we love you. And in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. There's so many parts of life that you have to wait on, but it's so worth it in the end. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening to Hannah's Heart and for being on today. Thanks for having us.